You're listening to Talk Amongst Friends with your host, Kayleen, and her co-host, Kim. Thank you for tuning in. This is an episode we actually recorded on April 7th. We did it live on Facebook because we were going to move to a different platform, but we've now decided to stick with our platforms, Anchor and Squadcast. We just kind of feel like that's what's best. So sorry it's taken us a while to get this from video to audio only. We hope that you enjoy this. Again, here's passive aggressive people. Thank you for tuning in. The topic that we're discussing tonight is passive aggressive. And one of the things is passive aggressive people. And I think we all have these types of people in our lives, whether whether it's family, friends, coworkers. Um, you run into a lot of passive aggressive people. And, and what I mean by the one example that I have is like, you know, one thing that really bothers me is when somebody's mad at you. When somebody's angry at you and they just come off as passive aggressive, you know, like when you confront them and and you're like, you know, hey, what's your problem? Oh, nothing. I'm fine. Fine. But yet they're talking about you to the person behind you who ends up telling you what's going on. Um, I had this same thing happen to me at work where I was like, I don't do passive aggressive. What's what's going on? And Facebook is famous for a lot of passive aggressive stuff. You have a lot of people that will post up things on there and say, you know, I don't know, like post up things, but, but Facebook is funny because a lot of people think that you're talking about them and that, but in reality, it's really not about them. So it's kind of interesting. If if you know what I mean, you know what I mean? Like, have you ever posted something and people are like, Oh, I'm sorry. Or, and you're like, what are you talking about? That wasn't even about you. It's just a statement. Have you had that happen? Oh, that happened. But but, but the then time. you know that there are but people that post really shit is. where it really is passive aggressive. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> when, when you know they're talking because. to you because you had just said something, next thing you know they're posting up some shit, some some meme or something, and you know it was about that conversation y'all just had. It was funny because Facebook reminds me of the black church. <laughs> you tell <laughs> your pastor or you tell a deacon something. And the very next Sunday, they preach it about you from the pulpit. It's in the sermon. Sweating. Because <laughs> you look and you be like, now, if we just had a conversation that I could have sworn that we had that conversation in confidence. But the very details of what you just had a conversation about somehow find their way into the sermon that very right. week. And you're like, okay, the timing on that is just not even possible. And it happens on Facebook and it happens on Instagram and it happens on all the social medias because people will say, especially if you are passive aggressive in nature anyway, people will say, oh no, girl, I just, I I found that, didn't you find that interesting? I just thought that I didn't even know. I wasn't even talking about you. Yeah, you was. Yeah, you was. Or like the classic one is if somebody borrows money <laughs> you start seeing all these memes <sighs> about how i'm just shutting down my new word for the year is no dude you know I'm what though i have been say. known to post that so in a sense i guess i'm being passive aggressive because you know what's funny is i did post that the bank of kayleen is closed because and i'll tell you why i posted <laughs> that because one of my damn nieces 
borrowed $100 from me and was like, oh, I'll pay you on Friday, Auntie. And this is like Monday, okay? Friday came and went. And the next thing you know, it was like three months ago, four months ago, six <laughs> months ago. And I'm like, where's my $100? So the funny thing is I just posted it up. Like, like basically the bank of Auntie Kayleen is closed. And the funny thing is I didn't, I actually didn't even say the bank of Auntie Kayleen. I just said the bank of Kayleen is closed. And then my niece started going off on my post. Like, oh, is this how you're going to call me out? Okay, first of all, I never said your name. So you just called your own self out to the <laughs> entire family. So how is that my fault? But yes, that was my passive aggressive meme saying, you know what? I'm done with you all. Because technically, honestly, this is the only way I could reach any of these people is through Facebook, which is really sad. I mean, whatever happened to the days of talking on the phone, meeting in person, all that stuff. Okay, yeah, I know we're in the middle of a pandemic. I get that. But Facebook's been around for 10 plus years now. And that is like the only connection I have with my family, which is the only reason why I still have Facebook. Let's be real. So yes, I think we all have it in us to be passive aggressive, for sure. And I think that's the reason why we recognize passive aggressive, because nine times out of 10, at least I'll own my own stuff. When I recognize that something's passive aggressive, it's because I know what I did. Mm. So I'm responding because, well, you didn't have to call me out like that because <laughs> I recognized that that was me. <laughs> like, I truly will see memes about friends who, like, don't respond, who get all tied up with other stuff and don't have time anymore. And I'm like, okay, see, why didn't you just call me up or text me and be like, Heather, why don't you answer my phone calls? Why don't you answer my text messages? Why you got to call me out on Facebook? It was passive aggressive, but it only hit me because I recognized it was true. True. <laughs> and I think that happens a lot of times. It's funny because I know our show, originally we were thinking we were going to do a follow-up on Megan and Harry. And it was interesting to me how that whole interview was just rife with passive-aggressive undertones. Right. It's like, well, I'm not going to call anybody out, but this is what happens when we were there. And this is what we experienced while we were in the family. And we tried to communicate, but we're not going to call anybody out. And we're not going to name any names. Right. Um, excuse me, how are you going to just drop a bombshell and then back away from it like, but we're not going to say anybody's names. We're not saying no names. Please. <laughs> like, that wasn't obvious. I mean, come on. There's only so many people in the royal family. What are we going to do? Just start counting right. the figures and guess? Right. But, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I mean, is that considered passive aggressive, I guess, when when you're like, but I wonder how Dr. Baby yeah. is coming out. And and then you know that that wasn't the end of the conversation. You know that it happened like this. I, I'm pretty sure it happened like this. I'm pretty sure we can all say that it happened like this. Do you think, do you think the baby's going to be black? I mean, going to be dark, but, but I mean, but I didn't mean it like that. You know what I meant? Oh, <laughs> you, how many, it was so funny because right after that interview, for those of you who watch this particular commentator, Joy Reid had the absolute classic response. 
she had this aghast look on her face and was like, okay, who hasn't heard that question? Is there a black woman alive that marries into a family, a stark white family that has not had that question subtly posed to them? Well, do we think we need to maybe put a little more sunscreen on the baby? <laughs> do we need to make sure that the baby wears a sun hat? Up? Who's surprised about that comment? Right. And I got to be honest with you. When Oprah Winfrey responded with, somebody ask you that? I like, to leap through the like right. And and that's also it. the criticism. And I think that's probably why they got a lot of criticism was because Oprah Winfrey sat there like acting like, oh my God, no, nobody said that. But if you think about this, let's put it this way. I guarantee you Oprah Winfrey, who is what a billionaire who has made her way probably, probably off the backs of other people. However, however, regardless, that woman forgot where she came from. Because there's, no, she had to have, though, there's no way you're going to be like, oh my God, unless that was just for the actual effect, which it probably was, which it probably was, because there's no way that I'm going to be shocked that somebody is going to say, well, do you think the baby's going to come out dark? Like, like, why is that even a surprise? And why is it even, okay, why is it even a surprise that the royal family is racist? Like, why is that even a surprise? These people are Anglo-Saxons, folks. These people Not are Caucasians. Yes, and the monarchy has always hidden anything other than white. Just because, per se, England didn't own slaves, they were part of that trade still. So Well, and the fact of the matter is... If you are building a system on the basis of class, how likely is it that people of color are going to be in the upper echelons of most of your class system? Especially in a monarchy. Not how. Yeah, especially in a monarchy. (laughs) Because it's all based on lineage. Duh. Baby does need sunscreen. Yes, you're right. You are right, Dalen. Baby does need some sunscreen. But, um... Exactly. And then you make comments like, well, of course we're not going to kick him out of his birthright. He just won't have security. Right. Well, why wouldn't he have security if he was in line for the throne like everybody else? Well, you know, there's but he's way down in the line, though. Don't forget, he's way down in the line. So, I mean, yeah. But the fact of the matter is, how passive aggressive can you be instead of just saying, "Look, (laughs) we're not about to run the risk of having some black man sit on our throne." So we just gonna tell you in a very subtle way, he's never going to do that. By simply saying to you, he's not entitled to security. Okay? Right. Right. We're just going to put that on out there. And we're also going to put on out there the fact that since, dear Harry, we love you. We think you're sweet. And isn't this nice you're being multicultural and so divergent in your uh, taste. Since you're going to bring this non-white woman into our 
family and into our monarchy, let us be very clear with you. You're not about to ascend to the throne either. <laughs> because we ain't about to have hold a on. black queen. But technically, for, in order for him to like descend to the throne anyway, I mean, he's like down the list too. But, okay, do I believe that Megan experienced this absolutely I believe this, okay? I've been to England. I know what it's like. Not only that, I mean, I don't think that anybody should have been surprised that this is what happens, but people were questioning, like, whether or not it was true. Of course it goddamn happened, because if it didn't happen, why the hell would Harry be bouncing? I mean, seriously. Not only that... How can we even sit and be shocked at England? Didn't China call us out? <laughs> Didn't China sit there for 17 minutes and talk to us about how y'all talking about us and our problem with our people and our democracy? Y'all's democracy obviously needs to be put in check because didn't you just have insurrectionists storm your mm. capital on January mm. 6th? Even no, we had patriots. That was patriotic. Come on. Oh, yeah, and wasn't nobody scared because it was the white folks. Had it been in BML, BLM folk, oh, then I'd have been scared, but I wasn't really scared. <laughs> Please, your behind was running, hiding under desks, running for the Capitol Police to protect you. You were so scared you was lost. You didn't even know where you were going in a building that you go every day for like 30 years. Okay? Right. So don't pretend like you weren't scared. Ron Johnson, just putting it on out there. Uh, don't pretend like you weren't scared. But of course, now the whole story gets whitewashed. But the rest of the world has seen. And they know. That's why they called us out. So it really, how hypocritical can we be as America to sit here and be shocked that this English monarchy is talking crazy and racist we still racist. We still ask these questions. Yeah. You know, we got mixed couples on the commercials. Yay. They're even starting to put gay couples on the commercials now. Woo. Ho. But the fact of the matter is, I cannot name, I cannot name an interracial couple where the black partner, wife, husband, spouse, whatever, has not been asked that question, has not had it posed to them, has not been put in a position where someone has subtly incited the idea that, oh, well, yes, it's sweet that you guys are together and we're so happy, but um, we don't really want any black children. So let us just... Well, ask, yeah, but it's, like it's not, even, it's not even that. It's not even a race issue either because... Um, it's it's no 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 let me let me say that it's it is a race issue but let me throw this on top of it it's not just a race issue so when we got my nephew my little nephew so we're still on the on the subject of passive aggressive when we got my little nephew Ramon and and we were gonna start taking care of him and they were like subtly like oh no two women two women are gonna raise this boy he's gonna be a little sissy Mm-hmm. Like that seriously was like a topic of conversation at one point, um, but it was very subtle. It wasn't, you know, flat out blatant, you know. Um, oh, that happens in families all the time as well. Right. That is one of the primary reasons why I wouldn't 
even though I'd had the opportunity, I personally chose not to adopt within my extended family because it would have been a constant debate about, well, first of all, you're an interracial couple, and second of all, I don't want my little boy being a queer. No, but you'd much rather he be a crackhead. <laughs> I understand. Right. Okay, certainly. Thank you for clarifying that for me. Right. But you're right, because, again, when people say things to you in this passive-aggressive manner, you pick up on what they're saying. It's not lost on you. Oh, that's cute. You let your little boy wear pink. Well, I mean, think about other passive-aggressive things. I mean, like, it happens all the time, especially with kids, now that you brought that up. I mean, come on, dude. If you see somebody's baby and they're ugly as hell, which it does happen, (laughs) what's the first thing out of people's mouths? And now I'm going to be called out for this shit. I hope nobody I said this to is watching or even ever watches this. But seriously, how many times have you goes, oh, that's a cute outfit. That that's a cute yeah. outfit. Oh, that's a cute little hat. Those are some cute little booties. Blah 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 blah. But you don't say that's a cute baby because. So no, that's kind of passive aggressive, right? Not. I mean, that's kind of like mm, I don't want to be mean, but mm. I don't want to be mean, but. You know, I mean, it's it's well, it's been said, but man, I'm gonna like say it right now, dude. Let me say it right now. If you have a cute baby, that motherfucker's gonna grow up to be ugly as shit. If you have an ugly baby, they're going to be good. They're going to be set for life. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be fine. You're good to go. <laughs> okay, that's the same wives' tale that says skinny babies are going to be fat and fat babies are going to be skinny. Uh... No, child. If you fat, you likely to be fat your whole life. Sorry, I'm just going to break it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I don't know if that's true, though. No, no, not necessarily, though. I don't know. I don't know if that's and... true. But um, truthfully, it used to be if you looked at the bottom of a baby's foot, if the bottom of the foot was lighter skinned, <laughs> then the baby was going to be lighter skinned. If you looked at the bottom <laughs> of the foot and the bottom of the foot was dark skinned. So you I have never heard hey, I have never heard that shit, lady. Kim. I've never heard that shit, Kim. That's a black thing. I don't care well, what you say. That's because you ain't grew up in a black family. Let me help you. Ain't a black person listening to this that ain't heard that. And I've everybody's never heard that. grandmother, the first time a baby comes into the household, the first thing they do, oh, what a sweet little baby. And as they looking at him, the first thing they do is look at the baby. I don't know baby. who cares. I'm like going, how in the world you going to be subtle as you dig it in the blankets, looking at the bottom of the baby's foot? Ain't nobody going to notice you doing that? Please, whatever. Oh, <laughs> hey, and another thing about me. And Go ahead. Even as they're growing up, the one thing that they're constantly doing is they're watching the progression of the skin tone. Huh. You know, baby... When you stand this way, you don't, you don't look quite as dark. Mm. Okay. <laughs> what are you trying to say? It's hilarious. I think it's funny at this point, but it is very passive. It is very passive aggressive because nobody's just going to flat out tell you, look, we need to protect your child from progressively <laughs> getting darker. they're gonna be as subtle as they can and i know you even as a latina you have probably experienced this even within the culture 
because I have friends who are of Latin descent. Girl, in the summers, in the summers, because I was always outside as a kid because that's what we did, right? I mean, we weren't always inside because we didn't have video games. I mean, we had Pong and Atari came out, but we were too busy riding our bikes for that. I mean, and I would get dark as shit, like really, really dark. And I cannot tell you how many times I heard the N-word. I cannot tell you... It is just crazy. It was crazy. So, you know, yeah, there were a lot of, uh, (laughs) matter of fact, kids ain't passive aggressive. I mean, let's be real. Kids are straight (laughs) up front. Don't give a shit. They're going to tell you how it is, right? They're going to be like, you black or you're adopted because, you know, look at you're dark, but look at your sisters, blah, blah, blah. I mean, literally, I have one sister that looks white. Three sisters, because she has a different dad, I have a different dad, and three of them have the same dad. So the three of them look Mexican, one of my sisters looks white, and then there's me, you know, who, who, I don't know, shit, I don't know, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean. Well, I have to tell you. I mean, I took a. That is like classic, though. That is classic. That is classic with my friends who are of Latin descent. I have to tell you, they just like in my black family, the gradation of skin tone matters. <laughs> right. It's always the grandparents or the elderly aunts who will tell you quickly how to protect your child from getting progressively Right. Well, well, we have a comment here that Chris made, and I, I completely concur with him when he says, no, he's absolutely agreeing that kids have no filter. Well, what you have to remember, too, Chris, is that us adults, when we get older, we don't have any filters either. Because I'm telling you, my mom, my mom's <laughs> filter has been lifted for years. I don't know that she ever had a filter, but my mom doesn't have a filter. I'm starting to get to the point where I don't have a filter. Like, I have to stop myself and think about what is about to come out of my mouth. And... Um, on here, I don't care, but especially at work, like, some of those people, man, I just want a sock in the jaw. I mean, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. But, but yeah, I mean, kids have no filter. Well, they they will say whatever they think. And so, like I said, there is no passive aggressive when it comes to kids because they don't even know what that term means. They just don't care because they're in the, uh, what's the... They're in the discovering phase. They're, they're, kids are in the discovering phase where they just don't care. And, you know, when you become a teenager, you're in that phase where everything hurts your feelings. So. Well, and I think the kids, because they have a natural honesty, kids don't think of things in terms of, well, I have to couch this in a way that's not going to hurt a person's feelings. Because truly, when they say something, nine times out of ten, the intent is not malicious. Now, as they get older and they get into middle school and adolescence and they start to jockey for position and popularity and really wanting to understand where they fit in the world, then the malicious intent comes in. Mm. Then the wanting to displace people comes in and wanting to make myself seem more popular than you or make myself seem better than you or make myself seem prettier than you. That comes with age. True, true. But and I mean, high school kids, I think that's probably where about. you get the, the passive aggressive too in high school. You do start to get that shit. Like, like she said this, 
about you, right? But then you don't tell them what you said about you. You know what I'm saying? And the funny thing is, you still see that even in adults, though. You still see that kind of behavior happening where you're having a conversation. You feel like it's a safe conversation. And then this person goes back and tells that person what you said, but they don't tell that person what they said. It's an old cliche. Any dog that will bring a bone will pack one. And simply put, it means that if you're telling me something that somebody else had to say about me, it's because you had something to say about <laughs> oh, me. Because why were you having a conversation? Sometimes, sometimes that's true though. But at the same time, if you... Okay, let's say that so, so this is this is this is how I roll. Okay? So if somebody comes up to me and says something about someone, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I guess if we're having a conversation about somebody, you could trust and best believe that I'm not going to go tell that person. But you better beware that if that person's my friend, you're going to get shut down. You are going to get shut down, like, right where you stand. Like, I'm going to be like, okay, no, wait. You know, this is this is one of my friends, so we can't be having this conversation, and you need to shut it down. I'm going to shut you down. Well, see, my question is, if we're having a conversation about someone. Sure. And then I turn around and tell that someone, girl, do you know what she said about you? My question is, if you're my friend and you know me and you know that not to be true, then how is it that you didn't have anything to say in that exchange? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I'm going to tell you what so-and-so said about you, you best believe I'm going to tell you at the same time that, oh, I shut that shit down. This is what I said. You know what I'm saying? That's right. But if I'm having a conversation with somebody and we are talking about that person, I'm probably not going to be like, hey... You know, uh, they said this without saying what I said. You know what I mean? Or at least saying to the person, okay, look, if you have a legitimate beef with this person, if what you're telling me is that they did something to you, then my response is going to be, you need to have a conversation with them. I will never forget I was a freshman in college and I had a really good friend. And... The gentleman who called himself, uh, I'm not going to say chasing me, but trying to get my attention, was also trying to get the attention of another female. That's typical. And yet, he wasn't going to tell me that. But my friend said, okay, look, this is my roommate. I know for a fact that you're trying to get her attention and yet you're also trying to get the attention of my friend. So look here, here's what's going on. I'm not going to go tell my friend. You are going to go tell my friend. Mm. And if you don't go tell my friend, then I'm going to wait until I catch you with my friend. And, and then I'm going to tell, tell my her friend. in front of you. Okay. And so to me, people who are passive aggressive are those classic personalities who will not force that level of communication. They're not going to make you say what's on your mind to right. the person or to the object of your conversation. They're just going to continue to sit back and be like, 
Well, girl, I don't know if I would be talking a lot around men because, you know, people talk. No, it ain't people that talk. It's them that talk. Say what's on your mind. Stop playing the role. If you want to tell me, look, your boyfriend's cheating. Your girlfriend's cheating on you. You you know you're having a conversation with these people who are running, talking about you behind your back. Say that. Quit trying to throw me hints. Just say that. Mm. That's what I think I dislike about. Passive well, are you saying so? This kind of I think this kind of so. I mean, I don't know. Passive aggressive could mean a lot of things. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a big. I think it has a really big umbrella, I guess, is what I'm saying. I think it can. Because I think it can have, like, several meanings and just a big umbrella of behaviors, um, you know, is is procrastination a part of passive aggressiveness? Like, um, Ooh, you know, getting well, something done for somebody, though. getting something done for somebody, saying, oh, I'll do it, I'll do that, or I'll call you. Or I'll text you. <laughs> Kim knows about this. And she knows what I'm talking about. But like, That's is that a part of a passive aggressiveness too? Like if you per se text somebody, right? And they don't text you back. Um, uh, and then, and then like, like, they, I mean, I'm guilty of this shit, but I don't know that it was done purposely. You know what I mean? Like, like, I'm not saying it was done purposely. Like I, I have definitely, um, what's the word I want to use? Like, like I have definitely seen people's texts come over. And I'm like, oh, fuck that. I don't, you know, I ain't going to answer that right now, you know, or I have seen it and then been like, yeah, I got to get back to them, but I'm at work. And so I'm like doing whatever I need to do at work and I forget, you know, so that it's like a day later and I'm like, oh shit. And then I'm like, oh, I am so sorry that I didn't text you because that's not intentional. But can that mm -hmm. be a form of passive aggressiveness? You know? Oh, yeah. I, I think, I think it could, too. Like, if you're angry with somebody yeah. or you don't want to be bothered with somebody yep. and you don't want to actually tell them. I think that's just like when you really, like you go out on a date with somebody and you don't want to see them again. You're like, no, dead, no, not even, not even for a second. Instead of saying that, you'll say, oh, well, I'll call you. Oh, well, I'll text you. And then if they text you, you just don't talk. You don't text back. Mm -hmm. It's like the whole ghosting thing. That is classic passive aggressive. Mm. It's like I'm not going to be adult enough to tell you that I'm not interested. I'm just going to show you and hopefully you'll get the hint. Right. And sometimes passive-aggressive behavior is really a desire not to hurt somebody. Hmm. But then sometimes it is done deliberately to hurt someone. Like withholding love or affection or attention from somebody. Ooh. Whether it's a sibling or a parent or a spouse, you just you walk around saying, oh... No, nothing's wrong. Ooh. No, I'm not upset. Yeah. No, I don't have a problem. You know who's but like that? But if they that, touch you... I'm about to throw her under the bus right now. My mom is, <laughs> my mom is like that. <laughs> like, that like dude, I, I, it's fine. Like, like, when you piss my mom off, dude, 
you'll be like, what? And she'll be like, I'm fine. Nothing's wrong. And you'll be like, hey, I'm cooking. You want some of this? Nope. I'm not hungry. And you know damn well your ass is hungry. But you're mad at me, so you don't want to <laughs> eat. Well, I don't want to eat what you cooking. Right. I, I don't want to eat what you're cooking or, you know what I mean? Like, my mom will definitely, definitely do that. She's a professional with that. She'll be mad at your ass for three days. Uh, she'll, she'll, like, won't talk to you or she'll be like, hmm. Like, you'll be talking to her and she'll just stare at the TV. And then she'll, so she'll be staring at the TV and you're like, mom. And she's like, what? She's still staring at the TV, act like she will not look at you. You are not. She will not. Yep, yep, yep. She is, she is bomb ass at, at passive aggressiveness. I mean, I'm sure my sisters would probably agree. But yeah, she's, she's very good at being passive aggressive. But see, I inherited that from my mother (laughs) and I have it bad. (laughs) I really do. I cannot lie. I am not a person who wants to be bothered with you when you have pissed me mm. off. And so I will literally, deliberately, and intentionally ignore you as a way of hurting you. And we can be seriously sitting in the same room together. And you can be like, are you mad at me? Why would I be angry with you? Did you do something for me to be angry with right. you? Then of course I'm not angry with you. But you come near me and I'm like, don't touch me. Don't sit next to me. I will get up and move to another chair. I will get up and walk out of the room. Or uh, you can ask me a question. And I'll be like, I don't know. Knowing full well I know the answer. I don't know. Right. Uh, do you want to go here? Well, I was thinking about it. Do you or don't you? No, you know, I just don't give you a definitive answer. And so, like we were saying before, I think the reason passive aggressive behavior annoys me so badly is because I recognize immediately in it what's being said. Because I know what I do. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So I think maybe, maybe we all are passive aggressive. Maybe every single person can be passive aggressive. So me sometimes saying probably, I don't do passive aggressive. It's probably bullshit because (laughs) I I can, I mean, I guess I, I mean, I can do it with the best of us, right? Once you, once you break it down, once you break it down, I think we Uh all have the ability to be passive aggressive, whether it's in our text messages, whether it's the way we relay something to someone, whether it's a comment we make on a, on a Facebook post, um, you know, mom being pissed off, right? (laughs) (laughs) Or even the way, you know, you, you, you deal with your parents, with your spouse, with your friends, with your siblings, and see, it's hard for me because I am an only child. I was raised an only child. I'm the only child of my mother. My father had other children, but we were not raised together. Mm. And so having been raised as an only child, I am good at saying, hmm, I don't need that. I don't need you. And 
And even, I mean, that's a classic example. Even in, even in stating that I'm an only child, that in and of itself is being passive aggressive because the truth of the matter is bloodline wise, no, I'm not. Lineage wise, no, I'm not. Right. But that's my way of saying I don't associate with them or I have a problem in my relationship with my father. He's deceased now. So I had a problem in my relationship with my father because I am an only child. No, Kim, you really not. Right. Classic example, passive aggressive behavior. Mm. What are you really trying to say with that? Right. What, what is your point? What What is it that you really want to say about your relationship with a parent or with a sibling or, you know, I, my daughters used to say it all the time because they were going through bonding and they had trust issues. Mm-hmm. And so at first, my oldest daughter was quick to say, if I'd say, these are my daughters, adopted daughters. She was quick to correct people until she got more comfortable. We got through that adoption bonding kind of a scenario and she was able to overcome some of those trust issues but she was quick first years of her life she would she would let you know oh no we're her adopted daughters oh so when you would be like these are my daughters she would be like adopted daughters got uh-huh. you you know it's it's kind of like um i don't know like with sisters right like i hear like a lot of people say like oh, this is my half-sister. Like, I would never, never ever say... introduce any of my sisters as this is my half-sister Dana. This is my half-sister Karen. This I have. I was not brought up like that. Those are my sisters. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I didn't see any difference. Like, even though we all had different dads, I was never like, oh, this is my half-sister. That was never even, like, an option for me to say that. And I think it depends a lot. I've seen that be the case where people are more willing to identify halves when you don't, when you were raised by your mother and the other siblings were raised by their mother and the only thing you share is a dad. Mm. Whereas if you when share you the mother, share a mother, it doesn't matter who your dad is. Right. Most I kids never, would identify. I never as, even these are my siblings. Yeah, I never even thought about it like that. Actually, so that's that's pretty interesting. But um, you know, Kim, I I think that um, this conversation um that that we've had tonight has gone pretty well once we got the kinks out. Um, <laughs> if they only knew what really happened, what was going on. Before we hit the live button on Facebook, <laughs> I don't even know what this video is going to look like. I'm going to have to look at it. But um, I, I forgot to mention that anybody can join into our talks at any time. Um, if they drop an email address, that's probably going to be the easiest way to send them the invite to drop in. If they want to, if they want to like jump into the discussion, like literally be on camera with us, they they totally can. And um, absolutely. I think that's going to be cool because I think we can host up to eight people on this new platform. So I I, I think mm-hmm. it'll be cool to like 
like, hey, in, you know, get them into the studio. I don't, I don't see why not. You know, hopefully um, they're not douchebaggery. That would be great. <laughs> and <laughs> we can invite whoever in. And if, they don't mind opinionated ladies. Right. As long as you have crazy no people. problem with that, you'll do good. If you got a problem with opinionated folks, it's, we probably scare you a little bit. Well, at least Kim will. <laughs> No. Oh, see, no, but see you know what's how... funny is anybody who knows me knows that I'm pretty upfront. I, I pretty much just say it. <laughs> just say it. <laughs> I just say it. Even my volleyball kids, it's funny. Um, I'm in, you know, we're, we're, God, we're, we're five and oh right now. Tomorrow's like our biggest Woo-hoo! game of the season. Yeah. Tomorrow's going to be our biggest game of the season. We have a game tomorrow night. We'll see how that goes. But um, I don't know. I'd like to get like, other people on the show, you know, tonight we've been talking about passive aggressive. Um, that's been the whole show tonight and, um, you know, how people deal with that. But I think we've come to the conclusion that we all can be passive aggressive at certain times at any time. So I had to see that in myself by talking about this subject. Yes, I can Mm -hmm. be passive aggressive, aggressive. Absolutely. And I think it's easier to be passive aggressive with like, people we care about. Um, I'm, I'm probably that way with my wife. I'm probably passive aggressive to her. There's, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Now that I think about it, there is absolutely no doubt about it at certain times. You ask her. Well, you should know. (laughs) (laughs) You should read my mind. But, um, Kim, thank you for showing up. Thank you for being here tonight. Um, especially for our first live show. We didn't know how we were going to do this. We did it all late. We had a few people drop in. We had a few people drop into the comments. Um, I'm not sure that we were able to comment on everyone's comment. Um, I tried to answer it as I was seeing it. Um, There were some questions, but I wasn't able to get to them because I didn't know when it dropped. So, um, but we will um, get this figured out and um, hopefully be able to run this show at an earlier time which would probably be more conducive <laughs> and have a, be- a, a bigger audience. Cause right now it's 11 o'clock mountain standard time. So, um, this was our first trial run. <laughs> it's, it's been a trial run. So Kim, I just, so be merciful. Y'all yes. just think about if it was you be kind to our mistakes, but thank you, Kim. I'm going to be more inclusive. We are. Um, and, uh, thank you, Kim, for showing up as usual. I appreciate it. Um, Thanks, Miss K. This is fun as always. Yep, and we'll see what happens next time. <laughs> Hopefully, it won't be as big of a debacle. Have a good night. <laughs> Have a good night. And that concludes this episode of Talk Amongst Friends. Thank you for joining us.